Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transmission by Truth podcast in the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, week eight. Today, we continue with our sin series, two weeks to examine the greatest issue known to man. Today's podcast is Lecture H, a word of truth accounting of sin, greatest issue known to man, day nine. The title of the podcast for today is Believers in Sin, Part One. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body to obey it and its lusts. Romans 6, 12. The Lecture H objectives are introduce a great conflict between believers and sin, make a clear distinction between true and false believers, discuss the importance of the search for truth, and prove your love for truth determines the kind of believer you are. So in our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter four of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume one, The Sin Issue. Our first section is entitled, The Great Conundrum of Believers and Sin. Now that you understand the process by which we commit sin, we must analyze one of the greatest paradoxes within the religious circuit. That is the great conundrum of believers and sin. It is such a profound and troubling matter. I have been led by the spirit to dedicate the final two lectures in this series to this topic. Let's begin the definition of this great conundrum. The great conundrum of believers in sin is an analysis that weighs three conflicting facts. The first fact is that everyone who continues in sin will not inherit everlasting life. The second fact is that most believers are continuing in sin while fully expecting to have everlasting life. The third fact is that only a few believers are not continuing in sin, but may be taken in sin as they labor to defeat their sinful nature. While those, these are indeed three realities, only the first and third facts are true. For no one who continues in sin will inherit everlasting life. I have proven this with the word of truth all throughout this series. Still, I would advise you to consider the following verses to refresh your memory. Psalm 37, 38, Romans 5, 12, 21, Romans 6, 23, and James 1, 15. These verses and more than 100 others prove that sin will disqualify you 
from entering the eternal reign of the heavens. On this wise, I would advise you to consider the illustrious words of Charles W. Naylor, who wrote the classic, Sin Can Never Enter There. And I would call upon you to remember these words any time you are standing face to face with sin. Heaven is a holy place filled with glory and with grace. Sin can never enter there. All within its gates are pure, from defilement kept secure. Sin can never enter there. You may live in sin below. Heaven's grace refuse to know, but you cannot enter there. It will stop you at the door, bar you out forevermore. Sin can never enter there. Sin can never enter there. Sin can never enter there. So if at the judgment bar, sinful spots your soul shall mar, you can never enter there. This classic sings to the first and third parts of the great conundrum of believers in sin, the parts of the equation we know are true. The second part is not only untrue, it is also very complicated. That is, the fact that most believers are continuing in sin while fully expecting to inherit everlasting life. Let's talk about it. Our next section is entitled, What a Believer Is. Before we further analyze the conflict between believers and sin, we must first understand what a believer really is. This is crucial because conglomerate church has modified what it means to be a believer, just like they have redefined other spiritual models to fit their preferred beliefs and ideals. Consider this rendering, and you will know what I'm talking about. A believer is someone who believes in the Father's will with all their heart, mind, and strength. For this cause, they are at all times aligning with the word of truth as it is revealed to them by the Spirit. This alignment is equated to obedient faith, and it serves as a validation of their belief which is not a series of random events, is a lifestyle defined by constancy and routine. The key phrase in this definition reveals believers are at all times aligning with the word of truth. This feat not only requires us to have a love for the truth, it also requires us to be diligent in our search for truth. Here lies the problem, the church's model of a believer. That is, these so-called believers do not have a love for the truth. We know this because they are not at all times aligning with the word of truth. On the contrary, they are consistently aligning with the doctrines and traditions of men. Thus, it is evident the Spirit is not leading them. Here's a question. Why do so many so-called believers put their trust in the doctrine and traditions of men while disregarding the word of truth? 
the answer? They do not want to follow the truth. Rather, they want to choose the degree to which they will acquiesce to the Father's will. This is more or less what the modern church has become. It's not an institution designed to lead men and women into truth. On the contrary, it is designed to tell men and women what they want to hear, words that are pleasing to the ear. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 reads, There shall be a time when they shall not bear sound teaching, but according to their own lusts, they shall heap up for themselves teachers tickling the ear, and they shall indeed turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to myths, i.e. lies. My dear friends, I don't care what the church calls these imposters. They're not believers. The scriptural precedence of a believer is not someone who believes a lie or wants to believe a lie. Remember, they have a love and a passion for truth, and they will search for it until they find it. Our next section is entitled, The Search for the Truth. More than anything, this is the primary difference between true believers like us and the false believers in the religious circuit. We are in search for the truth, and we are willing to give up anything we own, sell everything we have to buy the truth. For we know there is no life outside the truth. All there exists is darkness and, in the end, eternal death. The sad reality is the false believers in the religious circuit could hardly receive the truth even if they wanted it because their leaders aren't teaching it. This is why we are being led out of the church circuit in line with the vision I had over a decade ago. This should come as no surprise to anyone, for Isaiah prophesied saying, truth is fallen in the street. Therefore, those of us who are in search for truth are not perched on church pews. We, too, are in the street, often utilizing unconventional methods to reach those who are being called and, like us, in search for truth. No doubt, this search covers a wide array of knowledge found within the word of truth. Still, some of the most critical pieces of knowledge will always have to do with sin. Here is why. Of the five highest peaks of scriptural theology, sin is the only one that is regressive in its nature. In this order, the remaining four peaks revolve around sin, i.e., they tell the story that reveals how we can make an end of sin in our lives. They paint the picture of how we experience the redemption that is only in Yahushua Messiah. As you can see by the graphic here to the right, sin is at the center of scriptural theology. At the top, we see eternal life is only for those without sin. Then perfection is the essence of being without sin. Next, holiness is a remedy for sin. 
a process that eliminates sin, and the judgment is an inquisition to determine if you have sin. So as you can see by the graphic here, sin is at the heart of scriptural theology. Therefore, it would not be inaccurate to suggest the central purpose of the scriptures and the Father's will is to make an end of sin universally and in our individual lives. No doubt this endeavor will bring us front and center with the great conundrum of believers in sin. Yes, my friends, we are right back where we started. That is, the contradiction of so-called believers who are, in fact, false believers continuing in sin. Clearly, we have addressed this matter to a healthy degree by exposing these false believers for who they are. Notwithstanding, there is another part to this equation we have yet to touch on in this lecture. That is fact number three, the scenario where true believers fall short in their execution of the Father's will. We know this is a legitimate example because no one achieves perfection overnight. Therefore, everyone who travels the way of holiness will, at some point, transgress the Father's will. It is unavoidable, and to lie about it will only complicate what is an already delicate matter. Here's a question. How do we account for the sins committed by those in the way of holiness when the word of truth confirms no one who continues in sin will have everlasting life? The answer to this question is the focus for tomorrow's podcast. For that reason, and knowing that most, if not all of you who are following this podcast are true believers, I implore you to tune in tomorrow for I will cause you to understand your reality with sin. So you are not discouraged when you sin, but that you should remain strong until you complete the transformation process and make an end of sin. Now, here is the final word. Your passion and love for truth determines the kind of believer you are. It should not be too hard to see how the religious world is filled with false believers, men and women who have no desire to receive and follow truth. Rather, the desire is to wrestle with the truth and to twist it to fit their reprobate minds. For this cause, when I utilize the term believer, I am not referring to them. I am referring to you. Believe me, it takes a special person to endure the sound doctrine we are sharing in our ministry. Someone who is hungry for the truth and not willing to let their flesh get in the way of robbing their soul of what it needs to be saved in the end and after all. That is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. This brings us back to one of the most critical truths you'll discover on this quest. That is, the truth that believers like you and me will make mistakes in our quest for holiness. It is inevitable. It is unavoidable. 
Yet, even so this is true, we, unlike the common spiritual ruck, are yet being set apart. We are yet being saved. This is the truth, and I will prove it in tomorrow's podcast. Until then, I encourage you to take heart and not to be downcast by your honest mistakes. At the same time, I caution you to tread this way cautiously and to walk circumspectly. For even though the grace of Elohim is real, his judgment is just as real, and it is final. Selah. Now, here is the assignment for today. Take some time to meditate on the lecture today and ask the Spirit to prepare you for tomorrow's podcast. You may need to refer to it often as you carry on your quest. And here is what's next in this series. We completed today's podcast, The Believer in Sin, Part 1. And tomorrow's podcast is a believer in sin, part two. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.